What is up, everybody? This is Recap Rewind. I'm Jay Lag. And I'm NB. And this episode is recapping and reviewing Riverdale Season 4, Episode 16. And it's called Chapter 73, The Locked Room. And don't forget, guys, stick around for the ending because we are going to go through our recap roundups, our best moments, our best lines. We're going to go through some of your recap roundups. You guys sent us a bunch on Twitter. So be sure to stick around for the end of the podcast for that. We also have a contest going on right now for a chance to win a $50 Amazon gift card and pop socket. To enter, just rate and comment on our iTunes page and you'll be entered in the draw. We're extending this contest to the end of Riverdale Season 4. As always to our continuing listeners and our brand new ones, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe to the channel. Let's get into this crazy episode, y'all. This is the one. This is the ticket. Guys, listen up because we are going to be breaking this episode down. daddy, yes. Explaining the tea, giving all of the information, and also ripping it to shit. Like, we're doing all of it. Yeah. So, did you like it? Like, were you satisfied? Were you like, I got all my answers. I'm cool. You know I, I remember I sent you a message yesterday, like as soon as I finished watching it, and I said, you know, I'm actually surprised how airtight their answers are to all Jay of the Lack questions. Jay sent me a message at like nine. Yeah. He's like, that was so airtight. I'm like, what is he talking about? Like, <laughs> He's like, she's like, like huh? what? I'm like, Riverdale. <laughs> He's like, Riverdale. I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I enjoyed what they kind of gave the explanation to there's a lot of comments that i will get to at the end of the podcast but there are a lot of comments around the fact that they didn't have to do all the craziness to get to this point and i said this from the beginning like so many convoluted conversations plot lines that just like diverted and diverged and i think it just has to do with the fact that these guys are writing on their feet they're not writing with a vision And so they're just kind of like picking up where someone else left off. They're going to like do this. They're going to do this. And then they try to bring it back to like the central idea. But it just didn't need all of the craziness. What did you think? Honestly, I agree with you. I think even just like overall, I feel like what I anticipated for this kind of reveal to be it was that dupont was sort of at the head of it so right. i wasn't really gagged at anything like it, nothing really shocked me in Agreed. a crazy Same. way um but i did like the way they did wrap everything up they did really really try to like explain every scene and like justify yeah. every moment um having said that don't worry guys because this is recap rewind we find every <laughs> motherfucking loophole in every motherfucking moment <laughs> And there are some things that JLAC pointed out to me and that like I did watching it the second time, I did notice I'm like, but why did they do that? And like that didn't make sense. So yeah, we're gonna be talking yeah. about those things along the way because I do wanna like get into that and I wanna know if you guys are thinking the same things because it wasn't perfect, no. but I will take it. Yeah. You same. Know? I'll take it. I'll move on. Let's all move on from this big mystery. But at the same time, yes, there were some even some major plot holes that they didn't cover up just yet, which I'm interested to see if they're going to do anything about them in the future. Um, but let's get right into it because we're going to do that full explanation. But there are some p- plot points that happen that I do want to talk to in the beginning. So first, I want to talk about the fact that it starts off with Jughead writing another story, another chapter in his Riverdale book or whatever. And he talks about how he's been dead this whole time and how he's been having to deal with living in a bunker by himself for the past couple weeks, trying to cover, uh, figure out this murder while everybody above ground was just living life without him. Um, One of the things that we do get to see is he's watching the funeral, his own funeral on camera, um, which I thought was kind of random that they even put that in there, that he was like, Like, he's like, I watched my funeral. (laughs) <laughs> like why like, did why? you need to watch like everyone yeah. else was watching for you bro like we're good like you don't need to watch <laughs> like, your own funeral trust yeah. also how did he have wi-fi exactly you're in the middle of the fucking ev- nowhere like, you're in you're, underground bunker you're like you 75 wifi? feet underground like yeah. what do you have that wi-fi like the wi-fi code like what's it going on see like i think it just would have been cute even as a writer i think i would have been like guys let's put that in there too like he had a wi-fi like hotspot yeah or something, you know like exactly it would have been cute like that if they tied those little things in logistically i yeah. know we're nitpicking but like as a writer i think i would have gotten a little kick out of adding that in for my fans just too, the you know? fun so they yeah exactly they couldn't 
say anything then, you know? Right. Like there's a Wi-Fi router at the bottom of the stairs or something funny. Or like, like he's using know? a hotspot on his like data yeah. or like Betty's data or something. <laughs> Who knows? Like, you know? They try to cover up all these things and they're like, yes, I live streamed my death. I'm like, why? <laughs> <laughs> why did you have to say you also, live streamed it? Do you know how hard it is to live stream in like fucking 1080p, guys? Like yeah. that shit was really clear. Like I need to no be like way. properly wired connected to my fucking modem yeah. to get even a semblance of a good quality fucking <laughs> stream. Yeah. Anyway, we're on our first point. We got to keep going. Um, so then he has this like quick breakdown of how everybody got involved and how everybody found out. The first person that they talk about is Jellybean, who like she ain't dealing with anybody's shit. She's like, I know you're lying to me. And it's funny because I'm glad and I'm so glad that they brought these moments up because there were moments where I'm like, how do they not? How do these other people not know about this? And when even when Betty was like, I need your fake blood. I knew for a fact Jellybean at that point would have asked questions. She's like, why, when it's like not even Halloween, do you need fake blood? Like, what's going on here? So it does show the scene where Jellybean's basically like, is this to help my brother? Betty tries to pretend that it's not the case until she has to admit the fact that he's still alive. And then um, it shows FP kind of getting involved and how he found out. Um, And it happens after they were about to process the fake blood on the rock and she goes to visit him at the office and she says, just letting you know, this is what's happening and I need you to set up this search party. So we now know that FP um, knew before he set the search party up and that whole discovery of the body and all that was fake. Um, Then it shows uh, Archie telling Mary because he like couldn't not tell his mom a secret um, and then Veronica had to tell Hermosa because Hermosa was being nosy and super smart about her shit. But real quick before we get into like to move on, yeah, this was I really was good. dying of laughter because basically Hermosa goes into Veronica's room and she's like, so did you help Betty kill her boyfriend? And Veronica's like, why would you even think that? And she's like, well, it's because... In most cases, secret girlfriends kill the boyfriends so they can be together. And I was like, wow, she's fully thinking that they're lesbians. I was like dead on the floor (laughs) about it. Um, And then that's when Veronica basically says, "I, I need something from you now that you know kind of what's going on. And that's when she asks to look into the the kids from Stonewall. And whatever, Jughead's uh, kind of final scene before it keeps moving forward is he's, you know, like pinning everything to the wall, having his, uh, you know, homeland moment, trying to figure it all out. Um, And Hermosa's information was kind of, uh, as we saw last episode, was kind of the one thing that connected everything together. Um, So now we're pushing to the present. And this is when Betty goes downstairs into the bunker and she's like, are you ready to go? And they're talking about someone. um who's just showering up or just getting ready. So you already know that there is some reveal that's going to happen by the end of the episode. Um, sure enough, we find out that it's FP senior, but um, that's, that kind of is alluded in the very beginning of the episode. They don't really leave a lot of mystery around that. Um, then it cuts to Stonewall. Dupont's teaching a class and then Jughead just like kicks the door down. And he's like, I'm back, 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 back again, bitch. <laughs> And um, Betty locks up the doors and they're, they're like, let me explain the entire story to the Riverdale audience because ain't nobody going to follow this shit. Because we're if waiting we don't and we have <laughs> yeah. the receipts and we're making sure the receipts <laughs> match up. Yeah, you can't we leave your Costco taxes. until your receipt is looked over. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. So they lock up the doors. They take their cell phones. And Jughead says one thing that I probably should have known that it was going to go this direction from the very beginning, too. He says, this, is, this isn't a story about murder. This is a story about grandparents and their grandchildren. Sure. And literally, like, zooms in on Donna's face at I that think point. We so even, I should have like- fucking known. <laughs> For sure, and I think I and and I think last week I did mention that she might be Dupont's granddaughter, uh-huh, and so yeah, that's where and that's where I was going with it. I was like, oh shit, like she's his granddaughter. So that's right. already where my mind was was at. Um, 
but there's yeah. some connection there. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Betty says the sins of one generation passed down to the next cycles of violence. And she knows all about that because she's like the black hood, whatever it's it's right. I, I did enjoy and I appreciated that because I think that is really like the overarching mystery, sure. the darkness of Riverdale on a general level. It's it's the generation past and all their fucking sins. And, and especially how with it the secret society, the like secret societies are all built on like generational connections. Yeah, and, like true. Your granddaddy, your grandma like went there and like she was in it you know so it's right. all connecting those um ties and yeah no i i liked it it made sense and so he's like okay well buckle up bitches i'm gonna tell you from the top exactly what ha- happened um but before we get into the breakdown as a quick aside as if these people who are full out guilty they're fully out they're guilty dupont's literally a serial killer at this point he does. They do not try for one second to overpower them and get the fuck out of that room. You know room. what? Like, I know. What? I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, guys, they're literally like sitting in their seats as if like their asses are like glued to the chair. Yeah. Like you can leave. You can you get can up. Go. Like Bughead is two people. You guys are like six people in the room. Like you guys <laughs> exactly. could have gone up and like tried to attack Jughead. Um, and I kind of like grab the key from Betty. Yeah. Yeah. Like hit her with it. Like something like they didn't, they just sat there and like basically just listen the whole time. Yeah. And I'm like, this <laughs> seems really, really like this would never happen. Like yeah. they would get up, you know? I guess at the same time, I guess we have to just follow the fact that like maybe they were so gagged to see Junkhead alive. So yeah. they want to kind of understand oh, the story, yeah. <laughs> but also like number two, like, like, it does kind of feed into the fact that these guys thought that they were the shit. They thought that For they sure. like They're knew so- everything. They're so cocky and they're so like delusional that like they're right. like, oh, he's he's going to get fucked. We're not. We're good. Yeah, exactly. So We're going to walk away true. from this like scot-free anyway. So it's yeah. fine, um, which is OK. I can take that. Um, so the breakdown, let's start with this. It's a little convoluted because things kind of go back and forth and back. It took me a long time to write these notes, guys, because I didn't know what yeah, were the it, big like points to cover. And, like, and I know your first point is Moose. But honestly, yeah. guys, Moose confused the fuck out of me in all of this. Yes. I was like, guys, Agreed. we didn't need Moose in any of this. <laughs> but why Moose? Sorry. Like, we didn't need him at all. It could have I mean, just they been do ex- They do explain why. Ex- I know. No, I you're just, actually right. It should have just been Jughead. You're even right. Jughead you're absolutely says, right. He's like, even after Jughead's like, then why me? Oh, because <laughs> I was the bait. I'm like, but why, though? Like, it but you could have been, been the, ki- the, the kill, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's true. But I I guess they they do like angle the fact that moose was already like isolated he didn't have any family so he was like an easy target like there was no one out here looking for him why did like why did chipping want to enlist moose he wasn't a good writer he wasn't anything so like why did he even want him to come to the school that's what I mean. He was literally meant to be like the sacrificial lamb for the next person to kill Oh, but I thought whoever they killed is like it ha- they're like in the writing crew no yeah exactly but but it's, Moose wasn't no. in the writing crew, right? But it could have been any student. I think like oh. the Stonewall, the people who were missing in the Stonewall 4 or whatever, like they anyone. were just like random kids in the oh, school okay. class. Um, so yeah, number one is Moose was bait to be killed by the Baxter Brothers ghostwriter. So that is like the first overarching point. Underneath that overarching point, there are a few things that you have to keep in mind. Chipping recruited Moose for that reason alone, to be that sacrificial lamb, as I just mentioned. But... After Halloween, when Jug was put into the coffin or whatever and Chipping found him, Chipping decided to get Moose and leave and go to the army. He started to like trip out. And I guess that was the reason why he was like, you're in danger. You have to leave. You're going to die if you stay You know what they should have done? Just to connect the two characters, they should have done it where like Chipping was in love with Moose and like Moose was in love with Chipping. Like I would have loved that connection and like... Like, I would understand why Chipping would choose Moose. Like, it just feels so random and like it doesn't make sense, but... Whatever. It's like a oversight, I guess. I don't know. And so then after that, he get he gets to feel he feels really, really guilty after talking to Jughead when Jughead goes to visit his grandpa and he's like, I found my grandpa. And there's this whole story about, you know, like so he realizes that Jughead is starting to dig. The assumption at this point, uh, by Betty explaining the story and Jughead being explaining the story, is that um Chipping just gained a conscience. He got very tripped out, and that's when he jumped out the motherfucking window. But this is the one thing that I got really annoyed about, too, is like these full grown adults are not telling anything to anybody who needs the information. They're just like jumping out windows for like he got to the classroom, looked at Jughead in the eyes, said, I'm so sorry, and jumped out a window and didn't tell him any more information past that. Yeah. And that to me is like 
it's useless. It's that shock moment that you that Riverdale gives us, but like it they makes do, no they've sense. done it. It makes no it sense. Just makes it makes no sense. Like, like why? It would have been really cool if like they showed his body like already dead, like on the ground. But then like right. later, it shows one of the kids or even like Dupont pushing him over the ledge, like right something like that. Why the fuck would this guy kill himself? Like it just yeah, he, exactly. He needs to answer all these questions, so he needs to help Jughead out. Like it just you're right. Like it's just for the shock value of like having that in the promo or like having that happen in the episode. It just doesn't tie into anything right. it doesn't make any fucking sense like and no, if they made mr they and also like the character himself mr chipping if he was like neurotic and like a little crazy especially yeah. by the end i'd be like okay he was like losing his mind but they chose like the most handsome put like, together sexy, normal yeah. looking guy and he's like okay bye i'm leaving and then he just jumps out the window and these kids are like okay he killed himself i guess we're just gonna have to kill someone else like they it was just the way that it all kind of got set up looking back on it now. I'm like, it still didn't really sit well with me in yeah, terms of agreed. the explanation, the explanation, the explanations there, but I'm like, okay, I'll let, let's move on. So it turns out, so Betty kind of made the connection that the reason why chipping uh, felt that guilt is because he also had to kill someone to get his contract. And she lined it up with someone who went missing when, when chipping got the contract. Um, and th- it's this kid named Ryan Allen, and he's one of the Stonewall Four. So, with that assumption in mind, that means that there's three other people with three other ghostwriters that had to kill that these died. people yeah. in order to, um, you know, get this contract. And this is when they hypothesize that the real challenge was to create a real murder to win the contract so they'd be worthy of it. This is right. all apparently according to DuPont's fucking like master plan of yeah. manipulation, which doesn't make any sense to me because like no normal person would ever do that. Like chipping would never like why would why would a chipping have ever even gone along with that? Like he you know sounds what? like a I can, smart I can, normal person. I know. I know what you mean, but like I also can appreciate how high the risks are. And, like, the stakes, sorry, the stakes are really high. And, like, they do want the ghostwriter position. So, like, I can, I know it's extreme. Like, they're agreeing to kill someone. Um, they're killing but someone. Also, <laughs> but it's also, like, no, but, like, I, I couldn't, I'm buying it. I, I bought that part. There's a lot okay. of other parts that I didn't buy. But that one I did because they're hungry and they're writers and they want to write for, like, a billion dollar company. Like, I get it. The but are they thirsty? There. They're at a fucking like fancy pantsy school. Like they're not that. Like they're not that. Uh, well. Like I don't know. the 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 people that are getting recruited are not just like little children from like God knows where. Only Jughead was the one that was kind of standing yeah, out. Everybody else true. is like a daughter, ambassador's daughter. Like their lives are set. True. Like why why do they fucking care about this stupid contract anyway? Um. So whatever. Dupont, and that's why. Anyway, we'll talk about the ending at later. And and um. So once Chipping died and the contract was then awarded to Jughead, DuPont changed it so that the other Stony kids can conspire to kill him in order to win the contract as like a foursome. So that was like that convoluted explanation as to why all the four kids went right after Jughead as soon as he got the award, which we already knew was was happening anyhow. Like they wanted to kill him from the day one. Um, So... Jughead found out once he found his draft in the drawer and that's when DuPont was like, oh, all the kids were using his original book to write the new one. Like that was the evidence that Jughead realized. Because he's like, Um, I realized that like they're all in on it. Like they all are a part of this mess. And he's like, they all, you know, conspired. They all have a stake in it. Yeah, they all have a stake in it. And then Betty's like, but the real question was, who was going to kill Jughead and how are they going to kill Jughead? And this is when things get a little bit weird. (laughs) So um, we're cutting to the Ides of March is number two on the points list. Um, And it just talks about each person in the crew. So Donna is the one that got Betty to the, the area, the clearing over Jughead's body with the like dust. Brett is the one that led Jughead to the back, the backwoods. And then, um, Joan is the one that hit him with the rock and Jonathan was supposed to check Jug's, Jughead's pulse. pulse yeah. um, but before we go further, can we really quickly talk about the fact that Jughead was the one that initiated exactly. Brett to bring him to the woods? So for me, that doesn't really fly. Because you're Num- right. He comes, number- he comes to the party in his mask. Yeah. He's like, let's go. 
He takes Brett into the woods. He takes his, yes. like, he changes his. So it's like, yeah, what was his plan in that moment? Yeah. Just like, to talk? Because he kept saying, like, oh, I got to get get that evidence. Was his point what, to, like, threaten Brett so he can get the the sex tape? Like, that was his end goal? And then instead they they ambushed him and then yeah, like hit what? him with the rock? It didn't make any, yeah, that it, part it was. It didn't really connect. No. And if it was, like, honestly, and I guess it was just, like, trying to create that mystery, even though we knew for a fact that exactly. they, these fucking stony kids were involved. Like, yeah. they could have just made it be, like, Jughead, come to this party. It's really cool. Like, they could have lured him there. Instead, he had to do it. And then by coincidence, they hit him over the... Like, it just didn't really fly that well with me. I think that's why at the end of all of this, I don't feel like Jughead... Like, definitely Betty was MVP, but, like, I I don't feel like Jughead had any of this you know he yeah. had no fucking idea what, what the hell was happening other than after he woke up after like 36 hours he was like oh shit i better like solve this thing now like i'm running out of time yeah. but like <laughs> he didn't have a plan like like i really would have liked if in this in this moment after the party when they walk into the woods i wish he had a grand plan and i wish yeah. that was all set in stone beforehand and i would have been like sick like they ended on top they had a plan like they were good but exactly. that's not really what happened and he no. was just lost at this point and they had a plan to you know obviously hit him over the head at this point right and yeah and that's what i mean i just feel like he would have come into this party possibly and he says it himself he's like you guys could have gotten away with it you guys could have killed me 100 percent and framed my my yeah. girlfriend and it would have been over yeah. i'm like okay, okay well cool. that's shitty so like the core force sucks basically. then yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically um and that's the thing we, if you guys remember the ides of march episode he turns to betty and says don't worry i got a plan like trust me on this he didn't have no fucking plan bro like from day one like from second number one he did not know what the fuck he was doing um so um it shows betty being placed in front of jughead and then it shows that whole scene where we see archie checking the pulse I have to laugh at the fact that Archie literally didn't even read the pulse right. He's like, he's dead. And Betty had to like literally check in and be like, no, he's not dead. (laughs) He's totally like alive. But I guess he was kind of like in the middle of being alive and dead, whatever. Um, uh, A shout out to Sardonically She, who's one of our Twitter followers, who basically booked that from the beginning, saying that Archie cannot read a pulse at all. (laughs) He's He's such such a dumb dumb. Um... Anyway, so she checks the pulse, and then right away she calls um, Charles, but because Jughead kind of wakes up, and she's like, let me take you to the hospital, and he's like, no, no hospital. No hospital for me. And this is the part that I kind of got annoyed by, too, because they make Donna ask the question, too. They say, yeah. well, why did you even say that? Out of all the things like, to why say, wouldn't why, you did you, why wouldn't you want to go to the hospital? And um, he's like, I don't know. Maybe it was because I thought you were going to frame my girlfriend for murder. I'm like, yeah. what? So while your brains are falling Basically, out of your head. he's concussed. He has a concussion for sure. Yeah. He's like, she might get framed for this murder potentially <laughs> in three episodes. Better not go to the hospital. <laughs> okay, Jughead, I'll buy that too. Because your beanie like, saved your life. Yeah, for real. Um. So anyway, Betty calls Charles at this point in time's. Uh, he brings some fancy pantsy medical unit like to the this back, guy doesn't, back, back. Obviously, has doesn't have a job. Like he just he doesn't just have works a job for Betty. Basically, yeah, he's like on call FBI <laughs> for agent Betty. for <laughs> yeah. Betty. Um, and you find out that um, it was the scariest thirty six hours of their life because they weren't sure if he was gonna wake up or if he was gonna come through this um situation because he. Apparently that rock actually did like hit him real hard. I he didn't was know bleeding. Th- yeah, like he was bleeding he was like bleeding. crazy. Gushing. Um so Car- Charles at this moment too while he's being carted away in this like secret medical box or whatever, um he says medical to them <laughs> get rid of your clothes um and just get rid of them right now, like get rid of the bloody evidence and all that stuff and that's when you see that flash forward where she says um, throw out the beanie we're gonna never talk about this again da, da, da. all the things that we heard except now we see the extended cut of it where she says that's the plan if Jughead dies and I'm like okay so you guys were in so much shock that you didn't talk about if he doesn't die what you guys are gonna do <laughs> like it was just I mean I guess it's this traumatic experience this bitch is coming off of the drugs that she just snorted like 
I, I get it, but it was an interesting, it was an interesting play on that. The frustration that I have, which I guess a lot of shows do this, including How to Get It With Murder, is you don't get to see the full yeah, flashback, which, right? Yeah, they don't show you the whole scene. And I guess that makes sense. Like they can't, yeah. they really can't give it to you all and they still have to create that scene and fine. Yeah. I'll take fine. that. That's, yeah. yeah. So uh, point number three is back in Stonewall, somebody asked the question of what about the coroner's office? Is Was he on it in on it too? Because we saw Jughead's dead body. And just like everybody's been saying, because I didn't even want to believe it, but I guess it's true. Yeah. This motherfucker is putting on the fake ass makeup and like putting blood on his face <laughs> yeah. and lying on the table. And the coroner is just like counting the dollar counting bills. Counting his fucking dollar bills. Like he's... <laughs> I'm like, we should have known. I should have just yeah. run with it because clearly that's exactly what happened. I was yeah. like, okay. Yeah. Um, so then it kind of goes back to Mr. DuPont. It all gets redirected to him. And they're like, so Mr. DuPont, what the fuck are we going to do here now? And so they talk more about the fact that the three original members of his secret society were all killed by DuPont in a mysterious way. Or they all had mysterious deaths, deaths surrounding yeah. it. So when they looked into a little bit more, um, everybody kind of just got picked off by like random accidents, like brakes got pulled, um, people drowned because of there was no oxygen in their tank when they were diving, like so many stupid random things until there was only the one person left, the OG senior FP Jones, the original Grandpa Jones. And this is the moment where the doors open at Stonewall and OGFP is now face to face with DuPont, his old roommate. And um, so now he's explaining his side of the story, which I still, again, a little frustrated with this as well. So he goes off by saying one day when he's like hanging out with his family, he's he's, you know, like taking care of his baby, baby FP and he sees one of the original three coming and who came to see him and he's freaking out and he's paranoid and he says that DuPont killed the other two in the crew. Yeah. And he's paranoid, whatever. And FP's like, no, I don't really believe it. It's fine. As soon as that guy died, that's when FP's like, uh-oh, like Senior Grandpa FP. FP. Yeah. FP Senior. Like he freaks out and that's when that whole storyline around him being a deadbeat father going out to buy he's a pack like, of cigarettes yeah, and dipping like, is that moment. He's like, and then I left uh, to get cigarettes and never came back. And FP's like, Ugh. I'm like, what a dumb <laughs> ass. Like, so why stupid. wouldn't you ever tell your wife? Why wouldn't you ever like, co- like contact your son later? Like, yeah. there are there are a million other reasons or like <laughs> things that you could have done you know to, to not traumatize your son yeah. to not traumatize your family like you fucking up and left you couldn't yeah. even go to the cops like why would not so you just go to the cops to be like yeah that he's gonna try to kill me like so then they ask the question so what did you do for the last like 20 years he's like so i spent the last 20 years trying to find motherfucking evidence on dupont and connecting him to the murders of these like, guys boy and you like, are worse than your uh, son as a sheriff like fucking, don't yeah you guys don't. do not have the like like it skipped like three generations yeah you do not have the investigative like gene at Brain. all <laughs> um fucking what a waste man jughead put this shit together in like th- a matter of three weeks in like, like a bunker <laughs> <laughs> With a in a bunker writer. by himself you fucking stayed there for 20 years and you didn't figure anything out like it doesn't yeah. make any sense and, and then on top of that and he does admit to this he's like and i didn't even i didn't even stick around when my grandson came to me with this problem yeah. like man's fucking left again i was like and that's the thing so i wrote that note down i was like this is when Jughead says he's like I was invited as bait by DuPont to get Grandpa FP out to of hiding out. Yeah. so he can also get rid of him which is also what we had assumed from the very beginning as well. Yeah. But then I I wrote a note that says so you're telling me they thought this motherfucker would have come out of hiding to save his grandson who he's never met more than one time. Seriously. And then he just and then as soon as his fucking grandson finds him in the woods he did he's he's he fucking dips he like, dips <laughs> he fucking dipped on his family again like, and it it's was so bad it's, like, it's so, so bad. tight and it was only until charles found him the second time that he was like yeah. oh they done fake kill jughead i need to come out of hiding now yeah. like 
what the fuck crazy it didn't make any sense yeah um so then that's when charles says like while we've been talking um the like his team his fbi crew have have been raiding dupont's um quarters his house and they found all these like trinkets that he kept as a serial killer from the murders that he committed and then the moment of moments that like gave me the biggest eye roll of all time dupont's like getting his back into a corner there's three of them three of them okay just just as an fyi there's like probably three of them now officially two of them full-grown adults like able-bodied men uh charles and fp and um He's like, he's like, you'll never silence me. I am an honorable man. And he starts man. backing up. He starts, starts like, to backing back up. up towards like the window. I'm like, oh no, yeah. here we go. I was go. like, okay, so like 45 seconds of this guy having this conversation and no one's going to like corner him and turn yeah. him around. A teacher literally jumped out that window like two months ago. You don't think that he's going to think the same thing? Yeah. Like it just fucking, it pisses me off that they I don't didn't know why. see it, you know? For sure. And like, obviously he does do that. He runs for the window and fucking cracks his just neck and flies dies, right out. Yeah. you know, but, um, I just don't get why they just didn't do like the whole, like he goes to jail. Like, yeah. like why not just like send him off just to, let jail? Him go to jail? Like, why did you have to have him die in such a stupid way where like Jughead and the boys should have known that he's going to do that? Like, right. I don't know. I don't know. I kind of, I got frustrated with that too. Cause I was also just like, they don't really get the justice because he gets to decide what he gets to do with his death. You know what I mean? It's the it's that frustrating oh, point. For of, sure. And he even says it like at the end when he's running out, he's like, I'm a man of honor, douche. I'm then, like, cool. So he <laughs> died the way he wanted to die. Thanks, guys, yeah. for doing fucking nothing. Nothing. Like, nothing. You just uncovered the mystery, but like didn't get his fucking body back in time. Like so annoying. Um. Anyway, so that thing ends and then it covers all the kids who are now still involved. So Joan, um, you find out that she decides to dip because she has the uh, she's a daughter of an ambassador. So she has like diplomatic immunity. Um, so her story's covered. Donna, she does this like weird cry lie thing, which is what she's been doing this whole time uh, to Charles. And she ends it off by saying, like, I'm just so happy that the real killer, like, paid for all of his crimes. And then it never cuts back to her in that interrogation room. So you don't know what she gets. Like, she doesn't, like, she's, at this yeah, point in time, you're assuming anything. that she doesn't get charged for anything. Yeah. Um, which is total fucking bullshit. My other question like, to you quickly is, like, how did they explain this to the actual authorities? Like, yeah. that DuPont did everything? Is that what they ended up saying? That's what I mean. I feel like Donna is, even though she didn't kill anybody, she conspired against murder, yeah, which is no still proof. a charge. They don't have proof on that like at all. But they have the text messages that Joan, like she, he literally says it to Joan. Oh, yeah. I have text messages between you and Thing. And he even says like Donna was the one that was forcing you to do this stuff. And Joan is like, peace, I'm, I'm leaving now. Yeah. And I'm like... But then Donna was still implicated in those things, technically. She could still get yeah. booked for her texting her, being like, yo, kill Jughead. Like, I don't know what That's it so said weird. in those texts, but it just didn't make any sense. Um, then it shows Brett, and he's, like, acting like a douche as he normally would. And he's like, yeah, you can, like, fucking, like, lower my sentence, and I'll still, like, put the sex tape out. I don't give a shit. Charles leaves the, the room. FP and Jughead come in and it was probably one of the most such gratifying moment. moments. Yeah. Such he, a they moment. like beat the living shit out of him. Um, well, like all you then, hear is like, all you hear is like one punch. And yeah. I'm like, um, I hope they fucking beat him more than that. Yeah. And then it cuts to like Charles walking back in and they cut to um his face. He's and like, he's like dead. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's like, like half alive. Jughead hit with a rock times like 50 on his face. Like it's <laughs> fucked. Like he looks it's really true. bad. So you now assume that Brett is now going to jail for uh, conspire, conspire, conspiring yeah. to murder. Um, and then the whole kind of story closes off with Alice on her little documentary news report being like, they found the tapes in Stonewall and everything's this and the story is now over. And I love I love that it's almost like the writers and, um, you know, I think the show in general kind of 
show these uh like or write these things in to the on it felt like it was to the audience where she says it's good to be back riverdale i'm like aka it's like good to be back from like to normal life where there's no fucking stupid ass murder storyline happening and whatever everybody in the at the cooper residence is like clapping everybody's so happy um one thing that i wanted to talk about was yeah um you know betty's like oh mom i'm so proud of you this was such a good job you did such a good job with it and then she's like well i had just like an inside source so yeah, it was like really Zicky helping me out yeah <laughs> and then he's so like hubba hubba he's like wink 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 and i'm like okay canceled oh, well, even jughead's like canceled like no one wanted to see the phallus making piss. out Literally, yeah. like, this is why I love Jayla, because, like, we literally have the same brain. <laughs> His note was, like, literally nobody cares about Phallus yeah. anymore. No one and cares. exactly what I saw them making out. I'm like, guys, no one cares about you anymore. Like, you have like, wasted too many seasons not fucking yeah. that we don't care anymore. Like, it's expired. <laughs> it's goodbye. true. It's we fucking don't. true. I didn't care. I was like, care. ew, stop. Like, goodbye. I was like, this is not a, mo- a moment that's important to me anymore. It was yeah. important two seasons ago, but now I don't care ago. if you're fucking kissing each like, other. you guys have been living in the same house for a full season. <laughs> and we you haven't had sex once on screen like priorities yeah. guys priorities and now we don't care anymore and it's just sad yeah. that you know you see and like that i think this was a moment where i did like look at both of them and i'm like i wish i did feel something but i really don't for like, sure and i think it was, was moments, lit exactly we were so guys like the the litness that we had in season one and two like oh my god the show yeah, we made music videos so, you know <laughs> And now it's like, this is what you guys have brought us to. Like, we feel expired. Like, it's expired. Yeah. We're like, I yeah. don't give a, sh- give a shit anymore. Like, it she went She went through the hardest part in her life going to the farm, and he didn't even go and fucking save her. Like, yeah. he didn't even fucking save her. Like, that's not phallus. That's just yeah. shitty writing, you know? Like, it's... <laughs> Anyways. And, and it bums me out, too, because, like, if they're supposed to kind of mirror Jughead and Betty... Um, and like how she's the investigative reporter, he's like the gangster, or whatever. You don't see that ever anymore because no, FP for one is like anymore. the worst fucking investigator of all time, FP. Um, and on top of that, like, yeah, you just don't see any of the chemistry between the two of them except for these random moments. And I'm just like, you guys had to set up that shot of them like, OK, now you're going to kiss Alice. I'm like, why? Why did you have to write that into this fucking script at this point? Yeah. Nobody cares. Anyway, moving on to the final scenes. The next thing that we see is Betty saying, I need to cross one more T off my list. And she goes to visit Donna at Stonewall. Um, turns out that Donna is transferring because she got out of the scot-free. Somehow got out of the scot-free. Still doesn't make, make zero, zero sense to me how she didn't get any criminal charges. Like, she could have at least said, like, oh, yeah, I got to start my community service next week. Like, like literally something. anything. Yeah. Anything. This bitch fucking frame somebody like, for are murder. are you kidding me like, <laughs> like she just she's gonna on. leave like that like ugh, why like it's stupid so then you also find out that she's taking over the baxter brothers and rebranding as tracy true which is also something that we kind of mentioned like the fact that there is going to be a switch between yeah. it was a baxter brothers baxter brothers baxter brothers it's just really interesting that they brought it back up with donna being the one to take on the helm um, and this is when Betty kind of reveals the fact that they find out who Donna's true identity is and that she's the granddaughter of one of the original Secret Society members, Jane Dallas Brown. And Donna's like, how did you find that out? How did you know about that? And I was like, is it that big of a secret that you're the fucking daughter <laughs> of, of one of the people that went missing and died? Um, so her explanation around all of this is... Um, DuPont stole from my grandma grandmother just as he stole from Forsyth and I put in our notes then why weren't you guys on the same fucking side I know this made no sense to me why I don't get it so like in the end I'm like but so wait like Donna was evil or she was good like right how far did she have to go because she did have her own revenge plot so it's like how far did she have to go to do that she was literally gonna kill Jughead right so that makes and her for evil what? The like, fuck? And, like and, and that's what i mean it's just like she's obviously pure evil if she, that's where her mind sure. went with it like sure. you're gonna put all of these innocent people in danger just so you can get the revenge that your grandmother deserved because yeah it a, didn't a make fake any sense char- and also a fucking fake character from a fucking that your your grandma came up with like years ago is the the reason why you're doing all of this you're putting real lives at risk because yeah. you want to yeah. avenge your grandmother's death who 
was probably in her late and 80s also, at that point anyway. girl, you were doing a shitty ass job at it. You weren't even fucking killing Dupont. You were killing like, students. <laughs> so you exactly. weren't even doing a good job of, of it, of your fucking revenge plot. Like, go watch Kill Bill. You need some notes, girl. <laughs> yeah. Like, get out of here. so true. She I'm like, that was the so way. so many times. Like, like, you push him out the fucking window. Yeah. Like, why are you doing all this? And that's the thing. Her, the fact that she was, like, Betty explained, she's like, you covered up your tracks so well. And you were able to, like, get away from this scot-free. Still don't know how the fuck that happened. But sure. And so then that's when Betty goes and she says, if you don't turn down the book deal and just, like, disappear from life, then she's going to tell everybody that you're the daughter of or the granddaughter of a woman that was killed that's connected to all these murders. Okay. And I'm like. So tell them. That's a reach. That's like the the biggest reach of all time. She's like, it's all circumstantial evidence yeah. anyway that she was around it. It doesn't matter if she. It's like it's too late now. She's connected any, to any, it. Any evidence to it? So what? She's Zero a granddaughter. Evidence. Big fucking deal. Like, and Dupont's dead. So like, no one's gonna come yeah. after her anyways. Like, it's not like she's like threatened now. Yeah. No, it didn't make any sense. And like all D- these fake threats, all these like yeah. fake boss ass moments, I wasn't feeling it at all. Yeah. I think I would have really liked if like somehow in the end Donna did come through and like either killed DuPont or like did something really, really clutch. Right. Um to help Betty or help Jacket because at this point it was a little too like it was so late. She's like, Yeah, but I actually was trying to get uh, get him killed. So like I wasn't that evil. Bitch, you were evil. Like <laughs> Bitch, what do you you're mean? Evil. <laughs> And that's the thing, Betty, like, did we all forget what Betty was doing, like, two episodes ago where she's like, I'm the daughter of the Black Hood, don't fuck with me, I'm gonna take you down. At the very end, Betty's like, don't do anything, I'm watching you. (laughs) And then she walks away? That's her fucking revenge? Like, what? She put her own father in jail for murdering people. How do you not put this... This bitch was about to frame your ass she for murdering your She fucking blew dust own... in your face, bro. My bitch. She was, she was gonna trying to take you She was going to frame you for like... murder. <laughs> like, kill her. Wax her eyebrows. I don't know. <laughs> Do something. Like, come on. I'm She's dead. like, don't worry, bitch. I'm <sighs> watching you. I'm like, Okay, what? watch me. Like, whoa. <laughs> watch me walk away scot-free, bitch. <laughs> like... <laughs> And it's funny because the final moment, and it's and it's almost the same moment that you see when Betty walks away from her dad when he goes to jail at the yeah. end of episode, season yeah. two, and she has a slow motion like, ha ha ha, Merc. I got you, dad. Yeah. And I was like, that was an undeserved slow motion walkout. I was very disappointed. Yeah, in I this love moment. a good, I love a good Betty slow mo walkout, but same. this was not deserved. Like this was not. It didn't yeah. feel like she like like Donna got punishment at all like she got away with everything yeah i was just i was annoyed by that it kind of the feeling that i felt i know that this is crossing kind of the other podcasts that we do but if you guys watch the end of sabrina season one when she's like walking down the aisle with like all the wicked sisters and she's like the song is playing in its slow motion I was like, that was, that's how I felt. It's the same feeling that I felt like it wasn't a deserved moment for her to like have this badass slow motion walk. I'm like, this bitch is not wicked at all. And Betty was not badass in this moment either. And I was just a little disappointed in Donna's revenge. Taking Donna went to Evelyn, bro. Like, like, like that's how Donna like committed. She was so committed. She went to Evelyn ever and ever to bring your ass down. And you're telling me all you're going to do is tell her that you're watching her. Yeah. For the psychological trauma that she put her through making her think that she killed her own boyfriend. Yeah. That reason alone, I would have fucking killed her. I'd be like, you made me think that I killed my boyfriend, yeah, you piece of shit. It's just, like, yeah, it was, no. Like, I did not accept that. Yeah. Yeah, a little disappointed. So, ending that all off, that's the kids. Everything's done. Um, Jughead and Betty are talking in the bunker about the mystery. And it, again, another moment where I feel like the writers, like, put this in to be like, the viewers should feel semp- like, you know, just feel bad for the fact that this storyline got fucking crazy as fuck. Betty says something that I'll mention because it's my best line. But um, basically, Jughead doesn't feel like it meant anything. He was like, why did we do all of this? And Betty's like, well, we helped avenge, you know, like we, we gave answers to the families who lost these people. And, you know, there is an answer and there is help that, you know, that that came from this. And I'm just like, okay, it's a little weak, but whatever. Then it cuts to school, and Cheryl and Betty are talking. So back to regular school life. 
getting back into regular school life conversations. Um, Cheryl's talking and she says, so Jughead came back from the dead. How am I completely not surprised? And Betty basically says, like, why are you not surprised? And Cheryl says, it's Riverdale. Like, everybody doesn't die in Riverdale. Yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. But except your brother's when you're dead. Actually, so yeah, I was going to say, except, <laughs> except the ones who are actually dead forever. Yeah. Like, come on. Um, the one thing that she mentions that I know you want to talk about, my girl, eh, and be, eh, eh, eh. So something that we didn't really talk about. Yeah. Like in the beginning, um, yeah. when Jughead is saying his like little intro, he's like, things had to go on as if like I wasn't there. He's right. like, even my best bud, Archie, and my girl are together. And I was right. like, oh, shit. Like, they're still faking this fake relationship. Like, why? Yeah. <laughs> like, why did they have to keep going? Yeah. <laughs> it's true so random like and even like, cheryl asked the same question she's like why yeah. <laughs> she's like wait like she's like but what's happening like what happened with that and right. um betty was like no no she's like that was just fake like we're just faking it and cheryl's like na 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 she's like she's no, like no. wink 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 okay cousin i believe you wink 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 like she's like your secret's safe with me cousin don't worry about it i mean and i looked so, at betty's face after and like it didn't look like she was thinking about anything or she's maybe like more they confused just, like, yeah she was more like bitch there's nothing going on yeah um but obviously like i do hope he gets some barchi later on please she does say something that is really interesting is I mean, I guess it's probably maybe for like timing's sake, but Jughead comes out of the room, like out of the office, out of Honey's office, and um, he says like, "What was that about? What did Cheryl want?" And Betty just brushes it off right away, and she's like, "Oh, nothing." You know, it's like nothing to talk about. Yeah. Whereas she didn't tell him. Yeah, she could have said you like so weird and funny, but like Cheryl thinks that me and Archie are like together still. It was and I definitely think, and that's the thing. Like, although we don't see much from Archie and Betty when Archie grabs Betty's hand in the classroom Veronica does look a little like like I know <laughs> like, like focuses I on know her face she's, like meh, meh, meh. she's yeah. trying to be cheesed obviously but like I really think she was cheesed she was like oh like my man's trying really hard for this role like yeah he's like going in on the acting and like the method acting and shit like, <laughs> the method acting. you know yeah for sure um so yeah Jughead gets re-enrolled he's like I'm not sure if the cha- credits will transfer or whatever um, Obviously it will because it's Riverdale and everything works out perfectly in the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so back at the Cooper residence, it shows FP bonding with FP Senior. And um, it's a really cute moment where they're talking. Jughead comes in and he pulls Jughead aside and he's like, you know, thank you for doing all this without you like kind of pushing through with all of this. This moment with my father would not have even happened. And so he's just like happy about that. We'll get to FP at the end, but but I definitely have a big question mark when it comes to FP and what's going to happen with him in his future. Um, but let's get to the final moment, the core four at Pops. They're all cheersing, and it was really funny because they make fun of the fact that Archie's like, let's cheers, and we're like, don't. And they're like, no! Archie's, yeah, they're like, don't <laughs> cheers. He's not allowed to cheers anymore. Yeah. Um, and he's like... Honestly, I know the last time I did this, like you almost got fake murdered and it was like a fucking shit show. But let's end our high school years on a high note. And Jughead's like, are we just going to ignore the fact that me and Archie might not even graduate with like our shit? Yeah. And it was really cute because like the girls were like, Betty's like, we got you, fam. Don't worry. Like, we'll make sure that you guys graduate. And Veronica like goes in. She's like, you will eat and you will sleep and you will study and you will win and you're going to get it. Don't even worry. We're going to win. And I was like, okay, like they're going to just be like supportive, whatever. And then it shows Kevin at the very end randomly coming in to tease the musical episode, which we're expecting for the next episode of Riverdale, where he's like, you want to go join the variety show? And they're like, okay, Kevin. Then they pull him in and they like sit down. Like it it was such a weird ending to like all of this shit. And like the music was like, yeah. Oh, okay. Like, like so random. I was like, like literally like the editor's notes was like do not put anything scary or mysterious Sus- in the zoom yeah, out <laughs> like, yeah because <laughs> like, i was looking i was like i was like oh it's like a it's like a back shot of them on the outside maybe there's like a lurking person in the corner i'm like yeah. no no they had to no. make like some goofy goof troop music in the background to make sure that you yeah. knew that it was just like this is the end so that's it it seems like the next five or six episodes i think that we have left it are going to be high just school. strictly high school. It's their senior yes. year. Let's enjoy the last six. I'm so lit for that. I'm so excited. Barchi before, forever. Oops, Barchi did I say that? 
Ooh, Oops. who said Oops. that? Anybody? Anybody? Um, so before we get into your comments, uh, I have a few questions to ask you, MB, yeah. and also ask our listeners. Number one, you're are you telling me that DuPont did all of this to be a teacher at Stonewall? So I took like, it as like he did it all for the of the Baxter boys, like to be the like, writer. But all of that for like he's not even living like the high life. He's I not know. like going. I know what you. I know flying. what you mean. I know. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah. a simple teacher. Like why? Yeah. Um, that didn't make true. any sense to me. There was like no real reason if for him to do all that. If they set him up like that, like yo, this jet setter guy is coming to school. He's gonna yeah. teach us now. He's like a like millionaire. But I don't think they set him up like that. So you're exactly. right. It's like why would he? Because like, if be he was like that, school. then I'd be like, okay, there's like so much more for him to lose, to lose you know? Yeah, for sure. Like, then you would kill yourself, just like anybody in real life, like all these fucking Bernie Madoffs or whatever. Like, when they get got in those moments, they, like, something tragic happens to them. They're like, okay, I gotta kill myself. Um, another question that I have, which is a huge plot hole in my opinion. Yeah, the, is, this is the biggest one, I think. Bitch, how is no one going to jail for Jonathan's death? Did so we he forget is dead for real, right? Like he did. He's die. dead for real. Are we gonna forget that this fucking poor black guy is like so they the killed old, him, like, killed him off, like and for no, no reason? one's gonna talk about that. Yeah, why? no one's gonna Just, talk about it. Why don't you use his death to put them in jail? Yeah, exactly. I and don't I'm like, he's he's all. literally dead. Like he's he's actually dead. They don't talk about recovering a body. They don't rec- talk about anything. I don't know. Unless like he they really just, wasn't dead. Unless like they faked that. Like like he really did have food poisoning and he just wasn't around. But even Betty was like, yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. Like even that moment when she tries it's, to explain it, it's, it's a so big plot stupid. hole. And if he really Huge is dead hole. and they didn't they didn't like put them away for his death, guys, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why yeah. can't you write a proper story? I don't understand. Yeah. Because then the alternative is keep him as one of the people that get interrogated and then be done with it. You know what I mean? Like, just have that moment where you're able to say, like, oh, John, like, he didn't even get any speaking parts. He just got got killed off. And that was it. I don't know. That Um, was huge. Huge miss. Huge miss. The next question is Charles and Chick. Yeah. Charles and Chick. Big, big question mark. It was asked a lot in the comments as well. And we were talking about this offline, too. And I think, uh, like, we both agree I think I was always down to have Charles be good, but obviously yeah. that big scene in the beginning of the season with him and Chick and like how they're boyfriends and like right. whatever, right. you know, at this point, I feel like Charles has helped Betty and the crew so many times and he's coming yeah. like come in handy and like he's been so clutch for it's the core Exactly. Core. So yeah. I can't see him now turning around and being like, yo, I had this master plan to like fuck you guys over. Like, I just can't see that happening. And that's so stupid if that's the case. Yeah. I and, and and that's my frustration at this point is like I want to really like and trust him but knowing that there's this overarching situation I'm like he wouldn't have done all that stuff I don't for know. Betty and uh, unless they're uh, not going there anymore J-Lag like maybe they're just not like they they introduced it and then maybe they're like fuck it like let's not go there like let's just But not. how but how could you, how could any of us forget that like I don't know. we can't just forget that know. they had a romance moment in jail like that's pretty big that's a no, huge like, moment it was to huge miss. it was huge i just like i just feel like i would just hate it like he's been so nice to them and he's such a cute yeah. part in their family like for him to turn evil now it's just it it's sucks. so it extra suck. it just doesn't it feel suck. right yeah. it'd be stupid um we already talked about john donna getting no justice that's bullshit um, we also talked about why didn't Donna just side up with Jugs you know, to take down DuPont together. And I think we Doesn't did talk about this in one of the podcasts recently where I did say, I said, I want the students to like yes, line up with Bughead and take down DuPont. And I was going to be down for that. Um, yeah. But you're right. Like, that's not what happens at all. She doesn't side with Jughead. She wants to kill him instead. And yeah. so, you <laughs> know, I don't know. Like, none of the, that really adds up to me. Yeah. And the final question that I have is, now that we know that FP slash Skeet Elridge is leaving the show, how do we think FP is going to exit? Because it ends off, this episode at least ends off with him having a great relationship with his dad. Like, it's hard for me to believe that he's now going to dip yeah. on Jughead as well. So my assumption is, is he going to get killed off? Is Are they going to murder him now? And that becomes the plot point for season five. Like, what do you think is going to happen now? I don't know. I think I think they're just going to phase the parents out. Honestly, like, I think when we come back in season five, their lives are going to be like a flash forward where we're not even going to miss the parents, you know? So right. I don't know whether or not like him and Alice go on like a cruise for the rest of their life or like she becomes like a Netflix like producer on like yeah. documentaries. They like, like move to L.A. Knows, or something. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like there's so many possibilities, but 
Um, I think really if they do a flash forward, we won't even notice that they're gone because it's going to be about right. the kids and like their future. So fair. Hopefully. I mean, yeah, we'll see what that what happens, because now that everything's kind of tied up, I don't even know what that's what what that could look like. Um, OK, moving on. Let's talk about some comments from the listeners um, really quickly. We have at Matt six, seven, eight, zero, four, seven, nine, zero. That's my bank code saying <laughs> it was exactly like the ending of season three where penelope explained everything that happened but it was a bit better this time the whole explanation around mr chipping slash moose was very convoluted and i lost interest halfway through that explanation the happy ending was off-putting i was expecting some ridiculous something ridiculous like kevin to jump through pop's window <laughs> uh, also this whole jughead death storyline is based around the stonies hitting jughead in the head with a rock Hard enough to be unconscious, but hard enough, but not hard enough to be killed. It's just a little too convenient, even for, sure. for Riverdale. Yeah. Agreed. I, I think in all, and his, he makes such a good point, but I think in all of this, all the things that I had to really like, like believe and go along with, I did go along with him getting hit by a rock and not dying. Yeah. You know, no, <laughs> like that was the one true. part yeah. I had to go with and believe. You had to like... like that's the foundation of this story. So like the I whole have to story believe it, you know, <laughs> is him not dying yeah. by this rock. Yeah. Yeah. At Alex Sunshine and says, I didn't like this episode and I do like classic mystery novels. I just don't like badly written ones like the Stonewall storyline. At this point, I'm just watching, hoping for Barchi. <laughs> so Hell yeah, you got one other person and be looking for you. Um, looking out for I you. totally agree. And I do think if you listen to our, our first episodes of this season, we were yeah. both very, very excited for this um, secret society storyline. We were sure. like so lit on it. I was like, this is the perfect storyline to have in a season four. I was buying it. I, de- I definitely think they made very, very big mistakes along the way. Yeah. Um, but I think the foundation of like the secret society storyline was sick to play with. They yeah. just they just fucked it up in my opinion. They just fucked so. it up. For sure. Yeah. At Jiffy Pop Culture says, totally understand that those that don't like classic mystery novels would hate tonight's episode, but I liked it. I needed everything explained and they mostly it's did true. that. It's true. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did what they could with what they made. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Sure. It's like, we just have to go along with it because at this point we're not getting anything else, you know? So it's just like, all right, I guess this is Riverdale, you know? Yeah. Um, at Shoney5 on it says right off the top, the slowest episode ever. So crap, that's it. End of the story. <laughs> Um, at Postmaster Radio says, was it similar to the reveal of last night's uh, last season's big villain or just too complicated? I don't know, but you I don't know about you, but as complex as complex as this whole thing was, I like it. To me, it seems like they did a better job of tying everything together this season versus last season. Did this mystery improve because of how it was able to tie everything up? I definitely Agreed. agree. So much better than last season. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. It didn't come out of complete left field. Penelope being the black hood was was a little out of left field. Yeah. A little crazy. And the way that it all ended was like, what? Okay, we're going to have a dinner party. Like, what the hell? Um, so the way this kind of like ramped to the moment, it makes sense. Still didn't make a hundred percent sense, but fine, we'll take it. At Sally Claire D says Jughead's opening monologue sounds like something self-isolating. Someone self-isolating with coronavirus. Two weeks with no sunlight, with no sense of time or it's passing. That's got to be what Limbo feels like, right? Yeah, and that was the best comment of the night, I best think. Best comment. I couldn't <laughs> stop laughing. I was yeah. like, that's jokes. Yeah. Um. Okay, before we get into your recap roundups, let's do ours. Recap roundups. Best, best moment. moment. Um, what was your my- best moment? I think my best moment, you know, I think the episode was a good episode, but I do have to say the ending at Pops, the core four coming back together, plus Kevin, the hopefulness of the last six episodes. It's all going to be senior year. I'm ready for it. I'm excited. Um, And I did like that ending because it is going to, you know, it's the start of something that's not about Jughead being dead. So, yeah, (laughs) agreed. Um, My best moment is going to go to Brett getting the beat down from FP and Jughead. It was very satisfying. It was probably one of the most satisfying things to watch. Yeah, this fucking perverted loser kid. Yeah, I wish we saw him get his ass kicked, to be honest. (laughs) WTF moment. What was your uh, WTF moment? WTF moment. I think it's going to go to Barchi still like continuing the charade because I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, like I thought this was over. Like I thought it was just like one kiss, one moment, you know, forever. That's going to stay in my mind beautifully ingrained 
Um, but <laughs> but they kept going on with it, and I was like, yeah. okay, like why are you guys making this a thing though? Like they don't need to keep it going. Yeah, but they that keep, was kind of shocking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my WTF moment, I was like kind of waffling between two, but I'll say Dupont jumping out the window. For sure. It was a little bit of a pathetic kind of ending for him. Um, the same exact thing that we've already seen like four episodes beforehand. If Chipping didn't jump out the window, then I would have been like, oh shit, he like does not want to tell the truth. But because we'd already seen it and because they made they made it so obvious that they had an extra jump out the window instead of like a 65 year old man i was like this is too much like i I thought it was too ridiculous for me mvp who's your Um, mvp mvp is gonna go to betty with the good hair betty with the good hair i think you gotta you know we both have the same mvp it's gonna be betty she owned it. Like, no matter what you say about Jughead, like, Betty did everything. Betty had everything. to sit through thinking that he was dead. Betty had to go to the corner. Like, she did everything, you know? Like, she had to suffer. had the easy part. So, <laughs> she, yeah, he was, like, sitting in a bunker. She was, like, yeah. suffering she, with, like, the fucking She freaking everything. set up a live stream, homie. Like, <laughs> in the middle of that shit, this girl had to fucking set up a live stream. The bitch had to pretend to cry about her dead boyfriend at a fake funeral. Like, let's yeah. take that shit in. Like, we like and that's the thing while this whole episode did cover everything that we needed to understand you also have to take back the fact that everyone had to fake lie dude she had to kiss archie and not have sex with him like that must be really hard Uh, (laughs) that must have been hard like archie rising (laughs) who's your lvp um lvp is gonna be yours so you can go ahead and say it Mine is going to say, I have a couple. The first one is Mr. Chipping for not saying shit to Jughead before he jumped out the window. And I'd say Grandpa Jones for not saying to shit even after Jughead came to fucking see him the first time around. I'm like, what's up with these cowardly fucking adults not being able to act like normal people and tell people the truth? Jughead almost got killed. Like, if Jughead actually died, it'd be all because of Mr. Chipping and Jughead, like and fp jones like grandpa jones it's just it was kind of a weak sauce moment for both of these full grown adults just being full cowards like stupid what was your best line uh best line is gonna go to jughead and when he's saying because in all of your plotting all your lurid conspiring and your brilliance you didn't kill me bitches you You didn't didn't kill me." me and it's true like i love how the way he said it he's like but you fucking couldn't kill me like you yeah. set up this whole thing. You planned every single thing to a T, and still the Minus main thing the you didn't kill me. <laughs> like Minus the actual how murder pathetic that you were is supposed that? to be responsible for. Yeah, yeah. My best line is gonna go to the end where I was talking about where Betty and Jughead are talking in the bunker, and Jughead says, "I feel," and Betty says, "Cheated." I know. We'll find a meaning to all of this at some point. Okay. And like I said, I feel like this is a moment where the writers are low-key kind of saying, we know our story's cray-cray, and we know you guys might feel a little cheated, but there's some silver lining in all of this, which is, it's over. (laughs) That's the most important thing about it, is it's done. (laughs) Okay, our listener roundups, we got at Riverdale CW. Um, saying best moment Jughead and FP taking brass knuckles to Brett MVP was Jughead for having more of a dramatic death than Midge true WTF moment is are we going to discuss Jonathan being dead which we did on this podcast so I hope you guys feel the same about how we felt about it LVP Jonathan for not checking Jughead's pulse and best line shut up I got the conch from Jughead that was a big one for everybody that was a big line yeah at Matt six seven eight zero seven four four seven nine zero says LVP Donna. I thought her having grand her grandmother as one of the four was interesting, but by the end of the episode, I just really didn't care anymore to connect the dots about her motivations, and I really didn't understand it either. I agree with you in that regard, where like it's almost like sometimes Riverdale tries to confuse you, so you just give up. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, no, but it's true, and I think. <laughs> I think when you when you confuse your audience, it really shows how weak your writing is because yeah, yeah you want to intrigue your audience. That's different, but confusion is, different. is like you're throwing all of these wild cards into the picture and now everyone's like, dude, I'm done. Like, like also what? your audience <laughs> yeah. isn't like, you're not watching Homeland. You're not watching this crazy like Game of Thrones show. So yeah. you have to understand that people aren't going to be as 
Like in it, don't make it too complicated. Just be right. simple. The, like the like I said, the fact that you guys had to spend an entire episode explaining this exactly. murder mystery like scene by scene just goes scene to show that like you really didn't close up those things yeah. properly. Yeah. Like it should have had to speak for itself. I shouldn't have to have a breakdown like du- like murder for dummies from Riverdale writers, you know. Uh, his w- WTF moment was Jughead was knocked out, knocked unconscious, but within half a second of waking up was able to assess the situation and decide he didn't want to go to the hospital. Uh, agreed. We talked about that. At Jiffy Pop Culture says MVP Betty Cooper for her epic takedown of Donna at the end. I don't know if I agree with that necessarily. WTF moment. Charles being integral to the whole scheme since he was supposedly along with his lover Chick hates Betty, hates Jughead and the Coopers and wants to take them all down. This is an assumption from him. Um, And then best moment, the core four plus Kevin laughing at Pops at the end like actual teenagers. More please. And best line, I had to replay Jughead barking shut up to DuPont several times. At Nancy River Drew says best moment, the takedown in the locked room. Crazy moment, WTF moment was learning who Donna was. MVP, hashtag Bughead, OVS, my detective duo, LVP, the Stonies, best line, literal blood on my hands when Betty's talking about waking up from her dream. Yeah. At Postmaster Radio says, best moment, pretty much the entire episode for ending this madness. WTF moment, finding out who Donna's grandmother was and what her true motivations were. MVP, Bughead, best mystery solving duo there is. LVP, all of Stonewall, best line, shut up, I have the conch by Jughead. That is the episode. We are ending and closing this chapter of our lives. I'm so happy. Um, Before we finish off this podcast, I have a few announcements. First of all, we have our contest going right now for a chance to win a $50 Amazon gift card and a pop socket. To enter, all you need to do is rate and comment on our iTunes page and you'll be entered in the draw. We are extending this contest to the end of Riverdale Season 4, so you still got time to enter. Our, I'd like to take this time to thank our patrons of the episode. Our Rewinder Squad, White Nicole, Faith, Lit Rewinders, Tina Ann, Sarge, Serena, Soleil, Kate, and Jessica. And our Mommy Rewinders, Becca, Sarah, Tamala, and Grace. Thanks, guys. If you would like to join our Patreon family, check us out at patreon.com slash recap underscore rewind. If you join, you get access to all things recap, rewind, exclusive contests, content, and updates. And also make sure you guys are checking us out on all of our socials, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. And also you guys can find us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and iTunes. Like, subscribe, follow, review, and comment to stay engaged with us at Recap Rewind. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye. Wow.